0: Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. beer halls and bar rooms. Banquets and beverages. A collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your host, the Dudes of Dudes Dish Disney.
1: Big shout out this week to all our Disney podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is our producer. He really does everything technical on this show from start to finish, from sound to video to checks to edit. He is our tech dude, Jonathan.
2: What's going on, dudes? Wow. I, uh, I didn't realize that this, uh, this show is already getting sentimental here with the thanks.
1: I'm just telling you little stories, you know? I'm just telling you a story about people who don't know about your background. Um, just like Ryan. He is a plethora of knowledge about all things Disney, Universal, Travel, and uh, he can even, you know, probably take apart some of the mechanics in your uh, uh, need, need hardware from his day job. So, um, Ryan, yeah.
3: Maybe more some of the electronics than the mechanics. Electronics,
1: you know, okay. If you that's do it.
3: electronics, you have no idea what you're doing with me- mechanics and vice versa. And trust <laughs> me, that's a fact. I'm just glad that you didn't stop at plethora. I thought you were going to be like, Ryan, he's just a plethora. <laughs> End of story. Move on. <laughs> What's up, dudes?
1: up dudes we're here this week um you know and as a jungle cruise skipper i'm probably not very good at stories i mean you're good at
3: some sort of stories maybe not general stories but yes
1: you know one of the things that they taught us in um training at the magic kingdom was you know where things were what they were the backgrounds the backstories of all the attractions Um, Cinderella's Castle is built 18 stories. Originally, they were going to build it 19 stories, but then again, that's another story.
2: Uh, We're doing this again. Oh, Jesus.
1: So we thought we would just um, do a show all about stories. Um, We've all been to um, Disney World probably more times than we'd like to admit. And uh, we've all created some great stories about ourselves, our families, memories, and uh, maybe some of our stories are similar to yours. So we thought we'd go back to uh, down memory lane or if that memory lane is main street, that's fine. We thought we'd go once upon a time. If that's in fantasy land, that's fine too. And we thought we'd tell you some stories really centered around some of our favorite attractions and favorite experiences around those attractions and stories we may have created or encountered on those attractions. It's
3: story time, story time. (laughs) Get your pillows. We're going to
1: tell you some stories. So sit back and relax as we bring you stories from around the Walt Disney World Resort.
2: As long as Carl's not doing some ASMR, we're, we're, we'll are we
3: be okay. Actually, I kind of want to see that.
1: <laughs> I was just going to pull up some AI software and just plug in some things and see if it could come up with a story about us, you know? I think that would be fun to work on while
3: we're talking about and see what happens <laughs> in the end. We should do Dudes Dish Disney Mad Libs.
1: That's what we should do. Could you imagine oh, what we could oh come nice. up with? Oh, that might be healthy at our next uh, junket, you know, it might be a, an activity we could do. I think that's, that's a really fun. good idea. Yeah, yeah, I do too.
3: Sometimes I say things, I don't even know what I'm saying. Neither do we. And that's why we like having you. <laughs> that's. I think that's why people like listening too. They're like, what the hell is Ryan doing today? <laughs> Ryan's taking another edible, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. What is your, you know, let's, let's start out there. Do you guys have your, I talked about this the other day with my daughters, you know, what, what was your first memory being young, you know, and, uh, everyone has their kind of their first memory of life when they remember something from their infancy or young, young childhood. My daughter said, I remember, um, we took a fishing trip to Lake George. She goes, and I was about two and a half, three, and that was my first memory was that i can recall of being small is you know catching a fish off this docks at, at lake george new york right so what do you think guys what what would be your first memory of a disney attraction so go back as young as you can remember what's your first vivid memory or story of being at disney and being on an attraction Carl, your, your story about your daughter was was precious,
3: right? But at the same time, all I could think about was my little sister, right, who was eight years younger than me. So I got to see her grow up. And I remember her first memory, which is apparently, I remember being in a pink shirt when I was two years old and asking for a piece of cheese. I'm like, that's the most un- non-specific memory I've ever heard in my entire life. Of course, you were wearing a peach shirt and asked for cheese. You were two, right? Um, <laughs> sorry, shout out to my sister um you know in terms of attractions I have a hard time with this my memory is um unique uh and when I go to the Wayback Machine sometimes it doesn't go back as much as I'd want it to um so really for me I think my first memory is my first ride on Big Thunder Mountain um because I was seven six years old I was not a roller coaster uh fan despite uh, living across the street from a Six Flags, literally growing up across the street from a Six Flags, um, was not a roller coaster fan or ride fan. But my father, shout out to dad, wearing a 1980s uh, Chicago Bears sweatshirt, uh, was which was fantastic. And my grandfather convinced me to go on the ride. And I mean, those are two of the most influential people in my life, you know, really saved my mother and my wife and my children at this point, you know, are, are amongst the most influential people in my life. So as a kid, I was always trying to appease them, right? Because I always just had such respect for them. So even though I was scared out of my mind, when they were like, hey, you know, you should do this ride. I was like, okay, I'll go, you know, and um, I didn't ride another roller coaster until I was eight years old, <laughs> because it was faster than I thought it would be. And I remember distinctly being a little bit nervous and scared of it. Um, and I remember that, uh, we went home and we went to six flags and my dad tried to get me on or go to her on another ride, like the Whizzer for the locals here in Chicago, which is a nothing ride. Um, and I refused and then he dragged me kicking, screaming onto Batman, which had two loops and whatever. And then I fell in love with roller coasters. So weird, weird kind of way that that all happened. But big thunder mountain was the start of it for me. And it scared the crap out of me.
1: There you go. That's what we're looking at for first story. John, can you remember your first uh first attraction memory?
2: Yeah, so uh very similar to Ryan. Uh I'm uh I'm sticking with big uh, big thunder as well. Um I forget my age. I was down uh with a trip. Um my mom brought me down uh with our neighbors um at the time. Um again, I was probably around that four five, six seven somewhere around that age we end up going down i remember the trip too because we ended up staying at uh grand floridian um but basically my mom brought me on big thunder again at that age i'm just following what i'm told to do um we get on the ride i had no idea it was a roller coaster i had no clue in the world what what we were getting on i'm just like okay my mom's like all right we're going on this one sure okay no big deal we get we get on the ride we start we start um up the lift hill and all that go through that the dark little tunnel area of the ride go up the lift hill i'm like okay all right that's not so bad a little little scary okay we are what it is um we start going fast we take that first turn i'm literally holding on as tight as i can and i'm looking at my mom i'm like you told me this wasn't a roller coaster you told me this wasn't a roller coaster you told me this wasn't a roller coaster and my mom the entire time no this isn't a roller coaster no this isn't a roller coaster i promise you this isn't a roller coaster by the end of the ride, I'm like, no, that's that was a roller coaster. Um, and to be honest, I think that scarred me a little bit for a very long time because for the longest time, I would not ride roller coasters. Now, again, for those New England folks, I grew up in um, Salem, New Hampshire near Canobie Lake Park. It was literally five minutes down the street for me. I wouldn't ride the simple old school Yankee Cannonball Uh, with friends with family whatever it was we went there because I was so scared of roller coasters and I really think that leads back to that one experience on Big Thunder
3: so John Um, and I were both traumatized by Big Thunder Mountain seriously
2: And, and and now the funny thing is I love that ride that that is one ride that I have no problem going on whatsoever I will say it took me probably till I was about 25 26 to get over that fear of riding roller coasters and now I can't get enough of them I will ride whatever it is it's it's funny how long that fear of riding the roller coaster lasts but once you conquer it it's it's not a
3: big deal anymore all right so I'm just going to say what I think our listeners might be thinking here John which is how did you not realize that was a roller coaster before you were on it
2: (laughs) because I was a clueless child who had no idea what was going on and I, just, I was just memorized by the Disney experience, I would say at that point.
3: I just love how you just blindly your mom's like, yep, not a roller coaster, but mom, what's that big train thing that's flying around those tracks? Nothing, don't worry about it. You're fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was I, at the age of at that age, I mean, we all know a child is very naive in that sense, and they're gonna listen to their parents I'm like, sure, okay, mom, mom said this.
3: That's what I'm gonna do. Wow. Carl, did you ride Big Thunder Mountain when you were eight years old?
1: Uh no. Big Thunder Mountain wasn't built when I was <laughs> <there>. <laughs> oh, really <laughs> smart guys. Um, but it probably not a surprise. I may have even talked about this before, but uh, Friday, March 8th, 1974, the day before I turned 11, so I was 10 years old. Um, uh, Main Street, USA, bang left. And the first ride I went on was the Jungle Cruise. I had read about it, anticipated, you know, saw the versions of Disneyland on The Wonderful World of Disney, was excited about it, went on it. And what I remember about it was I was so busy with my Kodak Pocket Instamatic camera taking pictures of all the animals.
2: Now, now was, was this in color or was this in black and white?
1: Colored. wait real life or the camera
3: <laughs> <laughs> i sorry you know I didn't suggest the memories show to just rip on your age all day Carl but some things are just too easy
1: <laughs> I was so busy taking pictures with this little camera that I had gotten for the trip that two things had happened um because I was at that point, I knew the animals weren't real. It's the 70s. And everyone was like, oh, they look so real. What a great job they did. I knew they weren't real, but it, I was taking pictures of it because it was cool because they looked so real. And, you know, I had read stories about safaris and people being on photo safaris. And so I thought and I was standing up in the boat when I shouldn't have been and taking pictures and, you know, all sides of it. And I got pictures, you know, with bars in the pole and everything. I shot a whole 24 pictures of the Jungle Cruise and I had no more film in my cartridge for my for my uh, Kodak and I was looking forward to this ride so much and I was so busy taking pictures that before I knew it it was over and I don't remember the skipper I don't remember the jokes I don't remember anything about it (laughs) but I had all these pictures to bring home and develop and I had all these cool pictures um
3: Why does it not surprise me that you were the kid standing up when you shouldn't have been? (laughs) That's like, I think most people were probably like, wow, Carl doesn't even remember the jokes. That's what stood out to me. I was like, of course you were the kid standing up with the cast member, like, sit down back there. You're like, hang on, I'm taking pictures.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was my first Disney attraction memory. And it was the literally first attraction I ever went on
3: it's very fitting. I like that. I like the arc of the story there, right? Like, you know, you remember the date, you remember the moment Um, you were older than we were when you went, right? But I mean, not terribly older, truthfully, right? So, um, well, comparatively. (laughs) So, you know, but when um, the fact that you became a Jungle Cruise Skipper, and really ultimately that how that impacted your life Right. Like, I mean, I think those of us who know, you know, that your life was pretty impacted at that moment. Right. Your, your life took a different turn uh, at that moment. Right. So I think that's pretty cool that it all kind of started with that Kodak camera.
1: Yep. And then uh, when I when I got the uh, internship through the co-op at Northeastern University and told my father about it and then repeatedly told friends and family. He used to say it was that trip in nineteen seventy four. It was like lighting a long fuse. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Still burning. So, so um, yeah, so that's it. So um, great. So we have our our um, first stories all out there. Um, do you have a a favorite story about a, an attraction and your family?
2: So I'll 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 start here with this one. This one. This one is 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 a little bit of a story that um my wife and I joke with with her cousins still to this day. Um and this this is a trip that kind of re-sparked my love for Disney. Uh this was a, about a couple years ago now I'd say probably back in I I want to say 2013 um her, uh, her, my wife's family they all went down and got a um a place uh in the davenport area they rented a i mean massive house um a lot of them with the intent to not not even do disney just to kind of be in that orlando area just to kind of be on vacation again from the northeast to go down to florida um and it's for whatever reason i made a suggestion of well if we're going down there why are we going to do a day or two at disney like why why not we're going we're we're flying, not flying, actually, we ended up taking the uh, the Amtrak auto train um down. um and at this time, too, my wife and I we lived in Rhode Island. so again, we, we had to drive through the night from Rhode Island down to uh, to Virginia, hop on a train, and then take that train overnight down to Florida. Um but anyways, back with the Disney thing, um we we got on uh, Winnie the Pooh. Um, and we were in that scene where they were making the jokes about uh, Wazzles and Boozits and uh, all that fun stuff. And then a a one ounce. of her cousins made a um, joke about Poozle because uh, one of them had to use the restroom. Um, and now even to this day, the jokes about Poozle and that fun stuff like that, that humor, Carl's favorite type of humor, still come out and joke as adults. And again, Angela's cousins at this point, they were just um teenagers like 14, 15 years old making jokes like that. And again, we're stuck the ride had the ride stopped. So we're stuck it, at- we're stuck in that room for a good 20, 25 minutes before we're getting evac'd off. And they're making jokes of this and like we couldn't do anything. And I'm like, okay, yep, this this is kind of funny. This is kind of this is this this would happen to us that we get stuck on Winnie need the But... Um
1: but you got like stuck I said, in I did- poo?
2: Yes, stuck in poo, yes.
1: Just making sure. Hate when that happens.
2: <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes
3: you just can't get out, you
1: know.
2: Nope it 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 happens. I mean, you just you just got to really uh, take it by the reins, and you know,
1: <laughs> that's. fair. Very, very appropriate, John.
2: Yes. Oh, I know. I know.
1: For those of you who don't know, John is, you know, uh, it, it, I think he perpetuates it on himself, but it's not really true you know john is always saying with my luck this would happen or that was something bad he's always like with my yeah you know, the kind of luck i have you know it's going to be twice as expensive or it's the gonna kind be- of luck
3: that i have i go down to disney world for the first time in 20 years and i get stuck in poo right <laughs> so, <laughs> yes
1: that's why um that's why it's so appropriate that that uh that story although you know john's had a you know swing of luck recently you know he planned a trip to disney and it was when figment you know showed up to meet and greet so your luck is turning around i think john your luck is moving I, in the right I direction I think
3: so Sorry.
2: yeah i i i think so i mean i i we're getting there we're, we're getting some luck in life finally uh things are starting to turn around the way that we've we've always wanted so we're getting there I
1: like do, it. You, do you have a story ryan a family related story about an attraction
3: Um, I have tons of family related stories, some sweet, some cute, I I tend to lean towards humor. Um, I mean, I've got some with my immediate family, my, my wife and my kids, for those who don't know, I mean, like major events of ours have happened. Um, I think the sweetest story I have is that, um, my wife and I went with my son, my oldest, my oldest who was only 12 or 13 months old uh, at the time to Disneyland. Make a really long story short, we were my father and I were both working in an industry that was uh, similar enough that we wound up at the same trade show one and only time in our careers that that happened and it happened to be in San Diego. So we flew out my mom and we flew out my sister and uh, I'm sorry, my wife and my my son and then met my sister who lived in California at the time. And we went we took a day at Disneyland and my son at that time was not verbal. Um, he, he was slow to speak and and he was also not standing yet, even though he was 14 months old. He wasn't really he could stand, but he wasn't really walking. So um we got to uh meet Winnie the Pooh and friends, and uh um my son got just enamored with Winnie the Pooh. You should know that number one, everybody knows my favorite character is Tigger, right? My mother's favorite character is Eeyore. So there's a there's a lot of Pooh in my family too, Jen. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, the cutest thing was that my son's nursery was also Winnie the Pooh, right? So there was a Winnie the Pooh that it's really hard to describe, but it kind of like peeked over his crib. So that's like the first character he was introduced to was Pooh. Um, shocking to people that know me, I know, mm-hmm. but uh anyway he saw Winnie the Pooh for the first time in his life the actual character of Winnie the Pooh and he stood and he walked to Winnie the Pooh to give him a hug and that was the first time my son took steps was to Winnie the Pooh at Disneyland and you know obviously that's a tearjerker to begin with right but like taking into effect the 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 what it has had with my family right it's it's been my wife and I took our first vacation there we honeymooned in Disney World we were there, we were there with my daughter when she was pregnant. We didn't know, right? So so we had a lot of family events, not to mention my family before that, that have revolved around Disney. So that was just another great notch in the belt uh for that. So uh I'll say I'll save the humor on this one, but yeah, that's my that's my story about my family.
1: So first you both talk about Thunder the Mountain, then you both talk about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, one of us
3: stepped in Pooh, one of us uh wait got stuck in poo uh, The the other one
1: cried about poo it was weird <laughs> um you know you guys i know you told me lots of stories of your immediate families you know um i have some great stories similar to that ryan with my uh girls growing up and their uh fun on um attractions and um I'll tell you one of my favorites that you guys both did one on Thunder Mountain. So uh, one of the things that I did and I've talked about it in the show is, uh, and I know John's doing it with, with his son, is there's a tape called Disneyland Fun. It's a sing-along, shows all the characters running around the parks, having a good time. It's great to show to your kids so they are they don't get af- afraid of the big, you know, huge furry characters coming at them, you know, opening up their arms to hug. So um, we did that to get them. Time. Now, my youngest daughter was not, th- not quite um, the age of three. So she was free. She was two years and 11 months. Didn't have to pay for her to go to her first trip. But she was also very tall. She was over 40 inches. So very tall girl, went on to play basketball. But she was tall enough to go on things like Big Thunder Mountain. and. Um, we were in line for Big Thunder Mountain, not dissimilar to your experience, Ryan, but you know, we got up there. My oldest daughter and I jumped in, and my wife jumped in the car seat in front of us with my youngest daughter, and she started kicking and screaming, saying no. And the ride operator said, that's it. I'm sorry. She can't ride if she's like that. And they stood aside and waited for us. So our mine train disappears into the cavern. We come back safe and sound. And my daughter, while she's waiting for us, is singing. Zippity doo da, zippity a," Because that's the song on the sing-along they were singing while they ride Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. Our ride comes back and she looks at mom and says, I guess I want to go. And she gets on with mom. We get off. And she's going up the hill and she's saying zippity doo da zippity <laughs> watches on with both hands and then screams her heart out the rest of the ride all the way around right so um so yeah so i thought i'd throw the thunder mountain since you guys are so fond of it so that was a very uh endearing memory i had with family and uh always tell that story to kind of embarrass her too
3: so i missed the assignment because i didn't talk about an attraction i just went into my sob story right um uh, yeah but, but you know that happens with me sometimes
1: yeah we are, um, we're, we're used to it Ryan it's okay
3: yeah, I, I figured I figured oh. but yeah no I love I love the story Carl and it goes to show like those commercials those sing-alongs all the stuff that Disney does they have reason right, right. they have reason um one, but what one, triggered one me I mean,
2: so sorry to interrupt you there Ryan but um speaking of speaking of that and everything I uh, I actually um what Carl's mentioned, my son has been doing that a lot lately. My wife, uh, my wife's been pulling up YouTube and pulling up the videos uh, from from the classic Disney sing-alongs, um, and Finn's been enjoying it like nobody's business. He he really he really loves it. Um, there's been a few times I've caught him just laying on bed, laying on the bed, just there, just chilling, just relaxed, enjoying every sing-along. Uh, there's been a few times with the characters, right? He's literally who being one of them just looks at me, poo, poo, poo. It's the cutest thing in the world, it really is.
3: I know every time I see a kid go, poo, 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 it's the cutest thing in the world. So, unless <laughs> they go, poo, it's really bad. <laughs> um, so when Carl, when you were talking about your daughter just like letting it all out and just screaming, and like that was it right after that, I did think about. The first time we took my daughter on a ride, it was frozen. I mean, she was obsessed, is obsessed with frozen. And you know, they have the little drop. And she looks like she crapped her pants on that drop. Right. Like if you if you take the uh photo pass photo, it's I don't save many photo pass photos. I save that one. Okay. <laughs> the problem is she was so terrified in that little five foot drop. That to this day, now three and a half years later, she still will not do rides with without with drops without totally freaking out. She can't do Pirates of the Caribbean. She can't do Frozen. She, uh, what did we take her on? Um, there was a ride that had two small humps on it at, at Disneyland. I'm trying to remember what it was. I'll get to it, but. She freaked out because it was a little oh it was it was uh radiator springs there was one point at the end that you do two little humps and each of the little humps is a drop to her and she free she freaked out about it so i passed along the tradition of traumatizing my child at disney world with a ride <laughs> essentially is what i'm getting to
1: do you have any stories that um on attractions uh you know maybe it was an attraction that you've been on repeatedly but it was kind of one of your favorites so you anticipate going on it again and again and maybe even to this day as adults your favorite attraction you have some stories about your favorite attraction
2: so I've, I've got one that kind of fits into it in a little different way um actually it involves you carl uh one that i know um are we gonna talk
3: about uh little mermaid again <laughs>
2: No, oh. no, that this was actually, this is actually Slinky Dog. Um, all right. Yeah, the uh, getting getting to experience Carl's first time on Slinky Dog was was very enjoyable. Um, as simple and as easy as a family roller coaster that Slinky is, but the amount of times Carl talked about how he's never been on it and all that, it was really nice to ride that first time with Carl. Um, I mean, it's a it's a fun ride in the first place, but getting to ride that alone with Carl is one of those one of those moments that was just worth it. Um, kind of like with you, Ryan, you you riding getting to ride um Rise of the Resistance for the first time with me and seeing my reactions, seeing yeah, yeah. that that um that joy and that love. It's pretty, kind of that same experience. Pretty
3: okay.
1: soon we're gonna be able to do a whole show on attraction memories just between the three of us, right? I was gonna say when I my first ride uh, t- for Ryan's first Velocicoaster ride, right? And I got to I was oh. more focused on what you were doing and saying than enjoying the ride because I how many
3: F-bombs that. did I let go up on that one? L- listen, I again I love roller coasters now. Ever since my trauma ended with Batman, like I love roller coasters. That that ride made me drop more F-bombs on a ride than I've ever even thought about dropping in my life. Even when I was a kid, just trying to overuse the word, right? Like, it was awesome. Yeah, um,
2: I, I second that. I mean, Carl and I rode that ride.
3: Oh, your face in that after. photo PhotoPass photo was
2: fantastic. Um, it,
3: it, was
2: <laughs> a, it was a continuous F-bomb, most of that ride. Yeah. It was a continuous F-bomb. And then after that first inversion where you felt like you were going to fall out, I think my hands were shaking because I was holding on so hard to that bar. Uh, once that happened,
1: John, that wasn't a bar in your hand. <laughs> oh, hey!
3: <laughs> it was a lightsaber, John. Jeez, jeez. Um, yeah, we we've got some good stories between us for sure on attractions. And when I go to recent memory, uh, recent trips with attractions that i like it does oftentimes uh involve an mvp now uh sometimes you guys i uh, i remember recently well not recently a couple years ago now john and i went and it was during the icky bad times uh of covid and we had to be masked up and whatever but i actually we rope dropped magic kingdom and we actually were rope dropping splash Mountain right? Because we just wanted to get it first thing in the morning. It was big news had recently come out that it was going away and whatever. And, uh, I took a weird step and because I'm over 40, I like blew out my back right, just by taking a weird step. First, first thing, uh, at, at, uh, Disney world. And then we rode splash mountain. Then we rode big thunder. And I just, my back just kept getting worse and worse because those rides are not very good to a tall man's back. Um, so we finally went and we were, I was like, John, I need a break or whatever. And we went and we went into carousel of progress and I actually sat down. The bears were playing somebody. I don't know. And I was watching the bears game and <laughs> carousel of progress and carousel of progress stopped. And I couldn't get up. I couldn't, I couldn't stand. I literally tried my hardest to stand. and John had to come and help me out of my seat uh, to stand. So um, again, missing the assignment, but uh, you know if i'm if I'm gonna say about an attraction uh that I love to love to ride, like big thunder and, and and like I love to ride it, but that was the most recent story of the time I wrote it, and I was just it it didn't do me well. It didn't do me well. My back was done
1: after Big Thunder. So these are all good stories, dudes, you know, we're waiting oh, for guess. yours, Carl. I don't know. it's um well, you guys were ryan you were with me and john cook was with me on on space mountain i think we've told that story a couple of times yeah
3: i would love you know what i would love to bring john cook on the show to tell his version of that story because yeah let's let we can have he john enjoyed
1: time. it more than anybody i've ever met my entire life so yeah it was a good day we're having a good time you know it was a good day um and everything you know i i think also we've told the story of how we were on uh the uh, boat ride in mexico at the end of our first time all three of us drinking around the world mm-hmm.
2: that, that was a fun one that that's that's for sure there's was, there was multiple times when ryan and i looked at each other with you and like he's going to tip the boats and we're <laughs> yeah. in the water we're
3: yeah. going to have the next cucumber
1: incident and it's going to be yeah. now, i, don't, I don't know. was i was i moving around or was i singing or you were singing very you very was, actively okay yeah, you were shaking the boat
3: pretty aggressively <laughs> I don't believe that you were intending to shake the boat aggressively. I think it was just the hard movement sway from right to left and back while singing at the top of your lungs. I
2: I think it did help that the two big guys were in the back of the boat.
3: We we, we sturdied it out a little bit. (laughs) Um, There is another story that we cannot tell here uh, that will always live with me on a retreat with all of us and a bunch of other MVPs. Uh, and shout out to the MVPs who know the story that I'm talking about but for the sake of someone's uh, employment at Walt Disney World we will be refraining from telling that story so uh fantastic story once in a lifetime story that I, I will always cherish and if you're listening sorry can't tell you. <laughs> yeah
2: that, that, that was that was a fun fun experience that was an experience that I will cherish for a very long time
1: i had forgotten all about that so what uh, how do you forget about that i just just forgot i forgot about that story (laughs) he Um, forgot about it so he doesn't tell people (laughs) (laughs)
3: listen i don't want to tease it out anymore to everybody that's listening it's like what the hell are they talking about (laughs) all i'm going to say is if you really want to know i can't put it on the airwaves i will tell you you got to book a trip when i'm in disney or something and come ask me and i will tell you the story
1: great story for uh, drinking around the world um but that's not really an attraction right that's not an official attraction so we yeah can't... it works it's an attraction <laughs> for dudes dish disney
3: yeah
2: it, i mean there's it's, no it's greater
1: ride
3: really <laughs> right?
1: <think about> it. <laughs> so uh so there you have it you know uh i'm sure we can wax poetic uh all morning or all evening whenever you're listening to this show But uh, we just thought we'd share a few stories about uh, attractions with you, uh, your friends here at Dudes Dish Disney. And remember, we all lived happily ever after. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later,
0: dudes. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media. On Facebook, at Dudes Dish Disney. On Instagram, at Dudes Dish Disney. On Twitter, at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation Planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, cruise and global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel.